Hello and welcome. Um, today I'm joined by two wonderful guests, actually, two in one show, which is absolutely fantastic. But you'll understand why they're both together, actually, because it's just such a perfect, I think, a perfect combination. And um, they're funny, they cover amazingly serious topics but in a really fun way um i love the energy even though i've only met them on zoom as it were and 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 via this podcast for the first time but even the energy off their instagram page just bounds out literally just leaps out of the page at me and i love it i look forward to um to the post so um welcome jinty and lou Welcome, Mira. Thank you for that lovely yeah, introduction. Yeah. yeah, thank you so much for your kind words. Yeah, we're, we're oh, like no. the old, older, more female Ant and Deck. Oh yeah, <laughs> perhaps not quite as funny. Oh no, you're, you're much better than them. I have to say, sorry, but I, you you've got a lot more, a lot more there, and it's it's uh, a lot more going. But thank you so much. So, Jinty and Lou, um, before we kind of go any further and sort of get into a little bit more sort of question wise please would you mind introducing yourselves to our audience and and letting them know who you are what you do um and then we can kind of have a chat and find out a little bit more detail yeah of course well I'll go first I'm Jinty as a, as it's Jinty and Lou we might as well you know not confuse <laughs> matters um so yeah I'm, I'm Jinty and um Lou and I have been friends for about 34 years. I think it's about yeah, that now. Yeah, I think now. it's wow. about that. Um, and uh, together, as you said, Mira, we're, we're Womankind Collective, um, and so, but we're ultimately friends before before any of, uh, of the podcast um, started. We began, oh, I've said a little bit about me first. I'm vegan. Um, I'm a yoga teacher, um, podcaster, and we are both together running a, I'm saying all the information, Lou will have not much I to say in a minute. Oh, sure <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, we were also running a campaign for to try and get an NHS uh, menopause uh, clinic uh, down here in Devon. Um, and you, I'll let Lou tell you about why we started the podcast. Then you can you, then you'll have something to say. Thanks, Lou. Lou. Yeah. <laughs> and we're quite different. I will say that we are quite different, and I think that's one of the reasons uh, why a our friendship works and yeah. b um, why the podcast works. So I'll pass you over to Lou. Well, so I'm Lou. Um, I am a blogger and a hairdresser and obviously we have been friends for 34 plus years. We started the podcast actually in lockdown because Jinty's husband was overseas and couldn't get home for a very long time. He was stuck abroad right? and um, we just started FaceTiming. I made sure I sort of kept in contact every week and we used to sit there and um, have a cup of coffee over FaceTime oh. and a bit of cake and used to think we were absolutely hilarious Mira um, <laughs> probably weren't and we sort of jokingly said we ought to start a podcast we we're both suffering with menopausal symptoms yeah about again both very differently in different places with it but it was and I think with um, lockdown and the pandemic it really um pushed everything to the fore didn't it if you were feeling anxious you were feeling more anxious and if you had it, no one to talk had to no about one it, to talk to oh, it was it was mm, a terrible it was time difficult terrible. And we, we just thought i wonder if any of our other friends are feeling the same and need that kind of um community you know that sense of community yes. and and yes. um uh, with, we weren't allowed to see each other physically mm. but so we thought well if if we start the podcast even if it's just our friends that listen or even it was just us two that were yeah. listening to each other um, so, so so that's very well I am not vegan <laughs> but She's I'm not, not I'm not a big meat eater either 
Um, and um, Jinty's teetotal, and, and I'm not really. So we are quite um, perfect are combination. Quite, it is. Well, yes. Yeah. yeah. And I don't. It and works, I, Mira. Yeah, it does. Of and course, I, it I'm, does. I'm not a yoga a, teacher. No. <laughs> but you, you know, the thing is, that that's again. I say this. You can have. Uh, we have. We have friends who we connect with in different day, ways. So we have. Fr- I have friends who are yogis. I call them yogis. So they're yogis and they're vegan and da, 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 whatever, whatever. I have friends who are complete you know complete opposite i wouldn't even say opposite but you know they they go they love a night out they they will drink to, and drink and drink and still have the capacity to keep going all night you know and i and i love all of that i love yeah. all of it and i think it's it's so important that that it sometimes everybody's pigeonholed a little bit too much and i don't think you need to be i think we can all love each other and get on in a really uh, wonderful way as you guys are showing quite clearly yeah. Yeah, I think so. And I think in menopause, that that really comes to the fore because yes. you're not so, well, we are definitely not so judgmental. We're not so no. competitive with, with no. other women. Um, yeah. I think hopefully that that's changing, um, you know, in society anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so I think we're more sort of welcome, welcoming to all our friends for different reasons. But, yes. but Mira, I think more importantly, Lou and I have both learned to say no sometimes and there are folks that you know can be I hate to whether use toxic but I don't know what else to use no um, you're right that aren't good yeah. for us and it's in menopause as well it's having the confidence to say actually do you know what no, no. that yeah. they're no good for me or that's no yeah. good for me and it's having the it's gratitude isn't it I think I've, I've got much more gratitude now for yes. the people around me and the people around yes. me are the important ones yeah yeah yeah, you're, you're, you're so right. I mean, there's so many things you've touched on there. And I, like, you know, I, I have a feeling we could be here for days. Maybe. I know. <laughs> hopefully, sorry, sorry. hopefully we'll just, just heavily edited, off. <laughs> a heavily, heavily edited podcast this will be. Actually, Ari is really, when she does the podcast with us, she doesn't actually edit very much at all she we, we end up just talking and it all ends up being very very natural well, which she I might think be is what, brilliant yeah she um, might be busy um, today Mira no. <laughs> no 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 listen so I think you know you touched on a couple of points really interestingly um for me the point you made about lockdown and I didn't actually make that association until you just said it just now and my program that I started started during lockdown and it started because some women approached me and said can you help us and I'm like I mean I whatever I do helps me but I don't know whether it's going to help you Mm. they were like no could you just do something I've got a few friends would you mind and it just ended up this program now two and a half years on you know 50 women that I've helped later but actually it started then and it, it may have been because again, as you said, people were feeling a little bit more isolated and suddenly Mm. those menopausal symptoms were brought to the front. Um, And actually they needed a, it was suddenly right there in their face and they couldn't escape it because, you know, they couldn't go to work or they they couldn't go out with friends and they literally were sitting at home, um, you know, with the four walls there and perhaps a garden if they were lucky. So that actually was a really interesting point that you raised. Mm. Yeah, there's no distraction, was there? No, 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 and you were literally in it so that was something Mm. that I just hadn't you know thought of um Mm. at all and I and I think what I love about what you what you do and what you've kind of and and it's grown and grown hasn't it it's kind of just yes yeah it has massively beyond beyond what we thought actually yeah yeah so much I mean like I say we're so grateful 
and it's yeah. the people that listen that have, that have obviously obviously helped that by listening but it's, yes. it grows with them because they um suggest books to us they suggest yeah. topics to us and yeah. um, their comments are amazing they look, help <laughs> us look at things at a different way sometimes yeah um so it is literally um you know a collection a collective of of people yeah. coming together yeah and that is definitely how we we all learn and get through this uh, through this stage or you know yeah. learn to navigate and love this stage I suppose yeah. um and I think there was a, another thing that you said actually which I, I don't again it's I think what's sad is that that there are so many of us who are now you know who are who are recognizing the way that we're feeling we're understanding what's happening mm-hmm. um but just recently I was speaking to a lady one of my one of my clients one of the ladies who've been in my program who actually has been messaging me and saying um that she's having a really tough time at work and what made me really sad was that everybody she's surrounded by, whether it's HR or employers, um, who are managers, whatever, are all female. Mm. And she's really having to battle to get anybody to understand that actually this is this is perhaps this is what she needs, uh, understanding the kind of um, what she might be going through. So I just kind of want to ask you, why Why do you think it's still such a, I know this is such a big question, but why do you think it's still such a taboo? Why are women so much harder sometimes on other women when it comes to menopause or perimenopause or postmenopause? I think, I mean, we've both opened our mouths to talk then, yes, but I, I, I'll, I'll grab it first, Mira. I think actually in the workplace is one of the hardest environments for women yeah. because you're you're seen to be it's still the alpha female and the alpha male it's still the dog eat dog in a in a lot of um companies um so uh, having going through everything you're going through you don't want to be seen as weak and you're not being weak you're being vulnerable and you're being authentic and i think companies need to recognize that actually women need the help and support more women leave work when they're at the top of their career in their early 50s due to menopause Mm. so there's a huge huge gap um employment wise and like ceos of women over the age of 50 and and it's so wrong yeah yeah Yeah. and i i think society has, has taught us from quite a young age um, that to compete in the workplace, we have to be like men. Mm. We have to do the same mm. job, to do the same job as a man, um, to break that glass ceiling. You have to be like a man, um, yeah. and we know that to be now. Looking back, we know that's completely wrong. But we both, we both did it in our in our Absolutely. in our lives. Um, and so those, if this lady um, that came to you is working with a lot of younger women, and that's probably that's maybe where they are in their careers, and um, and also a huge thing for me is it's still taboo because we don't talk about it and I think part of that is to do with aging and again society Mm -hmm. has told us that you know as women we're not allowed to age men are allowed to age but you're not allowed to age and of course menopause as soon as you say menopause um people want to put their fingers in their ears because that equates to aging uh, getting yeah. older not being um, not being re- be able, not being able to reproduce yeah you know yeah. what are you as what's a your woman? purpose you're, you're an empty what's vessel yes. yeah yes. and you're not yeah exactly so I but I think talking and she might if I know she probably hasn't got the confidence at the moment but there's a lot going on for people in the workplace and if she yes. could gain the confidence to go to HR or uh, and and say do you know what we need a menopause mentor yeah uh, mentor yes. could mm-hmm. that be me you know yeah. and put myself up there um yeah. if, if we shy away from it 
then nobody will want to talk about it. You know, no. everyone gets puts their head down, sticks their head in the sand, and it perpetuates this, you know, uh, this constant um, taboo. It does, yeah. and, and it's for the younger generation that are coming forward as well. We want, we want to be, as Diane Danzebrink says, we want to be the generation to, to make the change. And so yes. it's easier for our daughters and, and their children. So it's going to be so much easier for people coming behind, you know, behind us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We totally. talk about pregnancy, don't we? I mean, you know, pregnancy—you can't stop people from coming up, touching your belly, and telling you how their labour was, and telling you how it is. And and, yeah. and adolescence, we talk about, but no one's yeah. no one tells us. Mm-hmm. Uh, 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 no one talks about menopause. No, um, no. So yeah, perhaps no. if if she could find the um, confidence from somewhere, or at least speak to HR or yeah. somebody higher up. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. No, she's she's actually. She, I mean, we've been chatting, and I, I, one of the other programs I run is a is a menopause at work program. Um, so I've actually been kind of chatting with her and just saying, right, hey, you need to go to HR. So she's done that, and I said, well, if they, you know, if this is not there, then you need to. This is. A, let me send you what we do because it's actually Brilliant. quite simple. Mm-hmm. It's not, you know, it's not painful. You literally just are sitting and chatting, and I'm giving you information about. Yeah menopause and how it can affect women in the in the workplace um you know you you were you're so right in saying that the education needs to be spread wide and far and I think that people like yourselves and um you know and I'm on a mission as well so I think I am hoping that in time this will really really help I can already see that um within the women that I've helped um and the people who listen to the podcast and I do a lot of um I talk a lot in different on different platforms and in on Facebook groups and things you know there is change happening more women are talking about it but as you said you know it's still not quite quite I'm still surprised Mira by the um because sometimes a bit like you when when you're on um social media and things you you tend to um often be in a little bubble of people that have the same knowledge as you that have the same kind of feelings as you and it's not until you come away and Lou and I run uh, menopause cafes and we talk to um women and you think gosh that's that information is still it's not still there. not filtering yeah. down not so you yeah. just you know it it's quite surprising isn't it, it? Is. yeah yeah I do so, so it's so it's interesting because I think we're all we've all got the same um vision because I do a I do a menopause coffee morning as well wow. um and it's it's that same thing you know where I want to get the information out there but yeah you are it is it is surprising it is shocking but actually, I'm just so pleased people are coming, you know, and I yes. think that's probably the same for you. At least they're, they're coming. Um, I, I just wanted to ask, actually, just on a slightly different tangent, um, Jinty, you know, you, uh, I think Lou mentioned that your husband was away. I just yes. wondered, just kind of, again, you don't have to answer this if you don't want to, but um, how, how did that have an impact on your menopause and how you were feeling and what was going on? Did did that kind of yeah it actually yeah Mira had a huge impact more than I realized at the time it's sort of now in hindsight because it was 2020 Mm. when it when it first um when the uh, pandemic first hit so he'd gone back to where he worked in the Middle East in the February pandemic hit in March and he couldn't get back to I think July Mm. August so it was it was nearly six months and um that was the time now I look back that was when um the probably the one of the worst symptoms I had was anxiety and that's when 
when that began um, to, to the point that I, I couldn't, I, I, it was only me and none of my children could drive. And I had to, no. uh, when we could go out, I had to take them to places and I struggled to drive. Um, yeah. I, I, yeah, that, so I think, and I didn't realize it was anything to do with him being away, but, but no. now looking back, I can see mm. that that had, did have um, yeah. a huge, yeah, huge impact. Because, I mean, stress can really be one of those yeah. triggers that brings things on really, you know, quite strongly. But, I mean, you know, Lou, that was so, um, I mean, gosh, really such a beautiful thing to do, to be making sure mm-hmm. and checking yeah. in on Jinty. Because actually that probably was something that, uh, I mean, I would imagine, Jinty, that really helped you looking back. Mm-hmm. It may have been something that really supported you during that time. Yeah, uh, it did. It was absolutely huge to me, you know. So yeah, it did make such a difference. And it's funny again, as as women, um, generalizing a little bit, but quite often we feel we've got to cope with anything, with everything. Oh, so I, I found it difficult to reach out, um, you know. And it was sort of Lou just said we we did it once, and then you know Lou, let's just do this. I'm just going to ring and check in on you every week. So yeah. it was great. I didn't have to yeah. reach out to anyone. I didn't have to no. um, tell anyone I couldn't cope. No, <laughs> But it no. massively helped me because we had family issues at the time. So I think actually, you know, those gin twos were different issues. I think it, for everyone going through that at the time, and um, women of our age, it would like say it just impacted so much on yeah. all mm-hmm. the symptoms and, and yeah. everything going on in the world at the time. It was a very scary time. So just to have yeah. somebody to laugh. that you, you, you knew yeah. loved and wouldn't yeah. take you yeah. very seriously, you could exactly. have a giggle with, yeah. was yeah. therapy, you know, yeah. it was yeah. your medicine. And laughter is, it really is the, the medicine that we need. And we were talking to a, a brain um a specialist, a, a neuroscientist, actually. I've never wet, met one of those in person. Wow. But anyway, we were chatting, <laughs> we were chatting with her uh, for the podcast we just did uh, a, a little while ago. And actually what she was saying is laughter. The things that you've mentioned, so if we're talking about menopause and brain health in particular, let's talk about mm. brain health in particular, the things that she mentioned was um, sociability. So, you know, socializing, having somebody and friends to be around, but also laughter was one of the things she said was really good and important for our brain health. Um, So, you know, you've got that, that right there, that combination, and that must have really helped you both with with coping as you said with with whatever was going on hugely and it puts yeah. things in perspective Mira doesn't yeah. it so you know I could have I was building sort of things in my head out of anxiety yes. um that would, would you know totally out of proportion and then I'd speak to Lou and and she'd listen and then you know maybe say um yeah you think you've got something bad my husband's just cut all the honeysuckle down on my oh that, <laughs> that was that was a big one wasn't it that was a huge yeah. one for me yeah. <laughs> it was so so, so it bring it brings everything back into perspective, and you finish that conversation thinking, "What the hell was I worried about?" Yeah, yeah. The honeysuckle was a bit mad, though. Wasn't it was it? crazy. Yeah. yeah so have you forgiven him yet? No, no it was two years. <laughs> I, I wouldn't have, especially if it's an established plot. He was only meant to trim like. it. Oh, <laughs> it smelled lovely too, didn't it? Too used yeah. to. Yeah. Oh, oh goodness, yeah. You you definitely. I think it definitely tested lots of relationships uh, during that time and I suppose I think for Harry kind of my husband living in a house with a menopausal woman um, <laughs> might, might have been a bit scary I know when he's done his he's had uh, he's done a couple of Instagram lives with me and, and a, a podcast as well and he sort of said you know one of his um, 
ways of keeping sane was being able to go out of the house. And he used to do a lot of trips to the supermarket. Because that's interesting. Oh, that, isn't it? <laughs> I bet he doesn't now, Mira. <laughs> Actually, I think he still does. He's, he's kind of found he's, he's, he enjoys it. But I did wonder why there were so many. Literally, he'd keep forgetting something and then he'd go back again. Like, I bet you had lots out? of tins of tomatoes, didn't you? <laughs> we didn't have any loo roll, I'll tell you that now. So we were no, one of those. Or pasta. <laughs> yeah. Oh no, it's um, it, it was an interesting time for sure. But I think another thing that you said, which was really really interested me, was you're working towards trying to get um, a menopause clinic where you live yes. in, in Devon. So there's there's nothing locally to you at all. There's nothing in Devon or Cornwall. So we're obviously at the wow. extremities of of England. Um, Cornwall, a very big county. Um, Devon also um, the nearest menopause clinic we've got one in Somerset there's what new one um, just opened in yeah. Somerset but we are not allowed to be referred there we're, we're only we're allowed to be referred to the one in Poole which is a 130 mile round trip and obviously for people in Cornwall um, it's a lot Further than that, and wow. I've just been doing some homework and working out all the counties that do not have a menopause clinic. And we, well, Cornwall actually, are the furthest away from any menopause clinic, um, followed wow. by Devon. Um, so yeah, it is. We we are desperate for for one, <laughs> really. Yeah. yeah. Oh no, totally. I mean, that's it. Just I, I, you know, again, I don't understand it. Um, I don't understand why. We don't have them, and when I when I was um, I was fortunate enough to be invited to the AP, APPG meeting with Carolyn Harrison. I'm 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 actually chatting to her again, thankfully. Fantastic. She's agreed to chat to me again on in a, in a little while, in sort of in a week's time or so. Um, one of the things I was there as as part of the compl- complementary therapy inquiry, mm-hmm. and we had people with they you know who were talking about HR, HRT, but also people like myself and some others who who we don't I mean I I to me it doesn't matter what anybody uses you do you do what you need to do to get Mm. yourself through it right it doesn't matter it's like absolutely absolutely doesn't matter HRT should be available and it should be available for everybody and it should be free um it's ridiculous and it should be a tool in our in our box but what I pointed out um and I think you're doing the same thing by doing these these um menopause cafes that you're running I what I what I said to everybody sitting in the room there was that I am one of those people that the system that the system that we're in now has failed, right? Mm-hmm. I didn't know I was menopausal. No one explained to me that was happening. I had to find it out all myself. All the information I had yeah. on HRT yeah. was absolutely about you are going to die. Um, you know, if you take it, your risk increases. All of that stuff mm-hmm. and about it, it about it being horse urine and all the rest of it. So, mm-hmm. you know, I, I said the one thing that we need. And I think this is what you're you're trying to do and you're getting at, but it seems to be that we're doing doing it voluntarily. The one thing that we need is community. We need yes. community services, we need community hubs where people and women can go to men, women, boys, girls, doesn't matter who goes there, but yeah. they can go there to get the information that they need. Um, just like I know it's slightly broken at the moment, the, the you know, the system with with um pregnancy you know it's not as it was i think you know i mean when i had my girls 27 28 years ago it's not the same as it is today but that's the kind of thing we need that yeah. the, the, you know that clinic who's going to go 130 whatever 100 mile 130 mile round trip to exactly. go and yeah. see something that's 
exhausting in itself when you're men- when you're perimenopausal or menopausal or postmenopausal. Yeah, that, and that's if you can get an appointment. I mean, I yeah. we know people that have waited years, literally that's years, crazy. to, to yeah. get an appointment. And you know, the the women's health strategy that's just that's just come out as um, hopefully, you know, we'll yes. see within the next ten years more of yes. these uh, women's health hubs, which, yeah. which are fantastic. But nothing at all in there from what I've read, and I haven't read the whole hundred and thirty-two pages. I have to <laughs> no, say no, just no, yet. But nothing in there mentioned, even though they they said menopause was a priority, um, nothing mentioned uh, clinics and access um, to clinics. Um, So, you know, we've just got to keep we've just got to keep, you know, pushing that because there are people, as you say, that um, that maybe don't want to go on HRT, can't go on HRT. They've they've got specific problems that their GP won't be able to deal with. Yeah. but so it's, it's having that advice and guidance and even yes. for the GPs to have that advice and yes. guidance that 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 hub is is what they need yeah. really that that would yeah. be frontline I think I yeah I agree and I, I think that's it I mean you know GPs I, I do it's not, again I get some ang- very angry women you know quite rightly in in a way but saying yeah my GP doesn't know this and da, 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 mm. and, and I was like yeah but they they don't they actually genuinely no, don't no. it's not that they're being obstinate they're not or difficult they they're not trained to join the dots together so they'll treat your depression for your depression your joint pain for your joint pain you know they'll treat your anxiety in in all of those things in particular ways but you know in your weight gain they'll deal with that in a particular way if that's what's happening but they're not going to deal they're not they're not trained to join the dots and and they're getting much better i think there's a lot more awareness and people are getting a little bit um uh you know slightly better support um, but as you said, I think, um, you know, it, it, they're not they're not the right place to go to. GPs don't have the time. Um, <clears throat> so and, also, and also, Mira, with um, with not having a clinic, um, like Lou said, that our GPs do not have an advice and guidance to go to like you would no. for diabetes or for any other health issue. They'd have advice and guidance. So each time you imagine you've got um, a GP that with a somebody that's got a history of breast cancer say yeah um, I don't know what to do so I will go to the advice and guidance at the menopause clinic just yeah. send an email I'll get an email back the, the the email says yes go ahead blah 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 or send them to us um, and that GP not only will he be, then be able to deliver that information to his patient within a couple of weeks he will have learnt something he would have learned some information for the advice and guidance so the next time that happens he won't have to contact the clinic so it it would it will perpetuate this lovely um learning that um yeah yeah because although they in the women's health strategy they've said that the um, gps will have uh, mandatory training in women's health yeah which we hope will include menopause, that's not even coming in till 24, 25. So for the next, you know, 10 years, women are are still going to have the same, uh, the the same problem. Um, So, you know, but hopefully we, we, yeah, hopefully more women will be able to advocate for themselves um, as well as, but we're getting there with the clinic, aren't we? We're getting there slowly, but surely keep pushing, keep pushing. (laughs) Yeah, you've got to, you've got to just keep badgering away, you know, and again, for me, it's like, I want to speak to Karen Harris, and I want to say to her, well, there are people like Jinty and Lou, who are running their cafes, or menopause cafe, people like myself, who's running coffee mornings, we're doing it, you know, it's our time, we're doing it because we feel that this is something that people need, and actually, if you could only support women like us, um, you know, 
bring in bring us in together and get us together to create some kind of community hubs and, ne- and networking systems within uh, each borough you know that's it's it's as simple as that but until we get mm. something proper in place yeah it um, really is it's all about community again it all comes back if we can all do a little small bit in our own communities um yeah. then that's what's gonna you know make the difference to to real people's lives isn't it yeah no I think so I think so I really wish you all the best with that actually I think I hope I, let us know how you get on because it would be really good to know yeah, yeah we, we will, will we will do and and I'll just say as well isn't Caroline Harris doing a great job oh <laughs> amazing know? she's 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 up there every time something's mentioned she's like that right why didn't I know about that why didn't I you know so what what a brilliant brilliant job great to have her up up there doing her thing totally in our corner Mm. absolutely totally and we have got some amazing women doing that for sure um Jinty can I ask you about the yoga element and then actually Mm. Lou I want to ask you whether there's something in particular that actually helped you whether actually Jinty whether whether it was yoga that helped you through or helping you through with menopause and actually then Lou, whether there's something that you're doing specifically that's helping you. She drinks a lot of Prosecco. That doesn't always help. No. <laughs> there is other things. You yeah. know, I think if it helps, it doesn't really matter. I've got a friend like that as well. She's you like constantly. Yeah. And I, I look at her and I can't, I just can't drink anymore. I find it so difficult. Oh, I do neither. still have the odd drink, but I really do suffer for it. So anyway, yeah. I mean, just <laughs> well, perhaps we should ask Lou then first. Lou, come on, tell us. <laughs> so other than prink, dr- prinking Prosecco? Oh, <laughs> I've got a glass of water in front of me. Um, drinking prosecco. No, um, on serious walking has massively helped yeah. me. We've got a we we got a dog the year before lockdown, uh-huh. and um, she she was a bit, she's been a bit of a savior actually. So she she gets taken out for very long walks. On we were lucky we live in a beautiful area. Yeah, we have an amazing beach. So beach walks for me. Yeah. that is that is my head nature. time yeah yeah nature. Oh, just just that. being there listening to the water yeah. you know the smells I just absolutely love it and I was feeling really groggy this morning and yeah. quite low actually and we went for a walk and we both got really wet because we went round to a little cove that you could oh, only get to and it was just lovely it was deserted and it was me and her and we walked and oh. And I think when you see and a dog chasing a ball with such joy, you, you can't help but not <laughs> They're be. They're teacher's dogs, they aren't they? Are. They are. They can't help but be lifted. Mm. So They're for me, Mira, it's definitely, it's been walking. That's been all the way through, really. Oh, it's been fantastic. And it's, and like you say, it's that, the simplicity of it all, isn't it? Yes. And in, yeah, yeah and, and actually enjoying it and, and, you know, taking it all in. Mm. It's, um, yeah. Oh, it's lovely. Oh, no, but we are great. blessed where we live. <laughs> Yes, yeah, no, I, I, I say the same thing. And you know, during lockdown, I, I actually got to really see our garden and actually live in our house. And that's what I said. One yeah. of the first things it taught me was I actually lived in my house, whereas I normally lived in my car. That was the place I yeah. lived. Yeah, um, me too. Yeah, and I just it was, you know, to me it's just so insanely beautiful, and I just felt so grateful. And I just remember people were coming around in that time when they could come around into the garden um and I just remember them saying god this is like some it's like being away your garden <laughs> as soon as we come in it's like being away on on holiday somewhere and you know in the south of France or something and it's I mean it's yeah. not a massive garden but it was just you know that it was just such a beautiful space as you said and I and I you, you're so right I it's that simplicity isn't it yeah 
Sorry. I was just going to add to that. Sometimes we, before lockdown, we, we sort of thought we always had to, when you finish work, you have to get away. You've got two yes. weeks off. I have to get away. But actually, we forget what we've already got in yeah. our back, yeah. backyard, don't we? Oh, God, so much. We, we now are very much, actually, exactly we've learned from that and we now tend to stay put during mm. um you know during the summer months and we don't we will now go away more towards kind of november time um Lovely. just so that we can really get to enjoy being here in the summer really yeah, yeah and not spend yeah. the whole time in an airport well. oh, exactly <laughs> a lot yeah in a hot hot airport or a ter- yeah. yeah yeah or a ferry terminal okay. yes yeah. true yeah. what about you dinty with the yoga i'm just interested intrigued about the yoga because i've seen some of the pod uh, some of the instagram posts you've done where yeah. you've kind of spoke you've kind of shown uh particular yeah. asana and yeah. We've we've had a one of our one of the things we do on our podcast is a WI we call it it's our weekly invitation and we call it an invitation not a challenge because we've mm-hmm. got enough challenges as women. Oh God, so yeah. That, that, yeah. This month's weekly um, weekly invitation was actually a monthly invitation and it was um, to do three sun salutations daily. That's yeah. that's why. So I don't tend to post a lot of yoga on there because that's tends to be that's sort of my uh, my thing. But um, yeah, yoga without without a doubt, I've practiced daily for the last twelve years. Well, I do six days a week I practice for sometimes it's 10 minutes sometimes it's an hour an hour and a half Um, but that is my it's something I do that's my mainstay that it never changes my practice will change but the getting on the mat will never change even if with um, with menopause it's massively helped me Um, with the days in my perimenopause uh, before I was diagnosed with um low uh, low thyroid yeah. uh, I was absolutely knackered and I wasn't on any HRT didn't even know I was perimenopausal so I might just sit on my mat and do some sun salutations and then do a nice restorative posture for 20 minutes you know which mm. absolutely helped me um and then as I've come through menopause and I felt more energized I've been able to come back to my um ashtanga practice um but it's just something that as as the whole world was changing with the pandemic and my whole world was changing with menopause um it was the thing that didn't change that getting on my mat I always get up quite early in the morning um, that and that is I have a shower, clean my teeth, mat. And that mm-hmm. that is no matter how I'm feeling, apart from when I had covid. Oh, gosh. <laughs> that's I, your sanctity. That was yeah, that, that that was just rest, rest and more yeah, rest. Yeah. But um, but yeah, unless I was really ill, um, it, it's it's on the mat. And yeah, you, you've, it's, uh, a, uh, it, it's wonderful to meet a fellow Ashtangi. Um, oh, wonderful. I didn't know you were an Ashtangi. <laughs> Great. I, and so as soon as you said I'm on the mat at six days a week, I was like, okay, this sounds like Ashtangi to me. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, what? what is really interesting is I don't know whether you came to Ashtanga. I mean, I came to Ashtanga because I'm one of those kind of, you know, if you don't beat yourself up, you haven't done anything. You know, yeah. that's the kind of attitude. I was brought up with, why are you sitting down? You know, my mum saw me sitting yeah. down. It was what what what's happened you're sitting down yeah. there's a room to clean the dishes to do the da, 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 da. why are you not doing if you're not doing then that's it's something's not happening so you know i i i Stanga appealed to me because it it is a really dynamic yeah. practice and actually when she and i approached it it was very much about well i can do i want to do my headstands i want to do this and yeah. actually the evolution that has happened is yeah. that absolutely incredible for me and like it sounds like for yourself um the 
for me now, it's just about the breath. It doesn't matter where I'm, whether I'm, you know, sitting or whether I'm standing or whether I'm doing poses or whatever, whether it's restorative, it actually doesn't matter anymore. Yeah. What matters is that continuous, the continuity of that breath and getting, getting yeah. that calmness in your body, regardless of what, what asana you're in or whatever you're doing. Completely. I think that's just what it's what happens to, from once you start to, you know, how you how you change um, yeah. with your yoga practices, particularly through the through the menopause. Um, yeah, it starts out. Yeah, it definitely starts out for most people as I want to do that. I can see what, what they're doing over there. And it's yeah. you know, it's 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 like a collection of um, asanas, isn't it? A collection yes. of postures. Um, but it, it, it but it does. It grad, it gradually changes um, for most people. And um you realize what the the important thing what what it's all about and it you know usually comes back always for me it comes back to being in the moment in the here and now which is what hugely helped my anxiety you know it stopped my catastrophizing because it stopped you know any of that being here right here right now and that is as you say always the breath always comes back to my breathing that's it it's the minute you're distracted the breath goes and I suppose again that link um, you know, between the walking that Lou does and, and the yoga that, yes. you know, the, that you and I would do, it's that it's just being present right there in that really simple way about inhaling and exhaling. And I just think that we do sometimes forget, but those, it's, yeah. it's thank you so much for sharing that with me. It's absolutely lovely. Really, really lovely. That kind of answers actually, the, we usually ask all our guests, um, a question at the end which is what they would like to share something positive and actually you've done that I think in that question as well um (laughs) can I then end on a slightly different kind of question a slightly different one which is really to ask you what do you think how how can we all support other women and encourage them to to be more open How, how can we I, can, I know with what you're doing and I know with what I'm doing, what, we're, what, we're, what we seem to yeah. be doing collectively is definitely that. But, you know, if somebody's watching, uh, watching, listening, um, <laughs> and they're thinking, well, I, I know, I just don't know what, you know, I don't know how to be more open or I know somebody who I can see is struggling. This may be what they're going through. How can I approach them? How do we support them? I think don't be afraid to mention the M word. Don't be afraid no. to, you know, we don't, we're not going to whisper the change anymore. Like our mothers did. Like our mothers did. Um, yeah. I think it goes back to um, talking mainly. I think the Me Too movement, um, you know, back a few years ago, I know yeah. it wasn't, uh, it wasn't for menopause. It was, um, but I think it's helped women speak out um, firstly, obviously about abuse, but then it's led to women speaking out about all sorts of things. Yeah. Um, and I think it's, it's, so that's it's really important for everybody to just um keep talking about it and don't mind who they talk to talk to men um talk to family because that's it affects communities it affects relationships um so for me it's just yeah keep it's just keep talking about it if you not everyone are talkers so you know you can also voice your stuff through social media your voice might be on social media your voice might be through emails through Mm. friends you know just through talking to your small group of friends I've got um, a, a lovely student who listens to our podcast and she's she's told me that she has she she's helped so many of her friends just mm. from the knowledge she's learned from the podcast. So I think, yeah. gosh, if everyone did that, mm. it, it would soon filter down, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah it's definitely definitely communication that that is that is the huge thing. And I, and, and Jinty's completely right. Don't don't you know 
don't say it you know say the word say menopause yes be be open be vulnerable and uh it's it's what's happening to us yeah yeah and we should be grateful it's actually happening to us because you know it's a privilege it's an absolute privilege we've both got friends you know I had a friend die six years ago of breast cancer and another friend that that died of waiting for a heart and lung transplant in her 30s and I'm sure every single one of us knows somebody that never made menopause menopause, even perimenopause Mm. so it is a privilege to be here but also I think and that's one thing we, we we try and do and I think you do as well Mira is give people a voice so that they realize that we all if you've made it to this age you have a wealth of knowledge oh, whether you're yeah. a high flyer or a stay-at-home mum yeah. um it doesn't matter your knowledge is something that everybody can learn from everyone but we as we tend to just go oh, nobody will want to everybody does that nobody will want to know that no, but they do and it will hugely help somebody yeah. if you voice it yeah, it's, you're so right. Absolutely. I, I couldn't agree more with, with everything that you've mentioned there. Um, and the one thing I will say as well is that, you know, menopause is, and this is what you guys do, which I love, um, is, you know, there's there's such a lot of negativity around menopause. Mm-hmm. And what you both do is bring such a fun element to it. And actually, although we've had a fairly serious discussion today, but I, I think the thing that I have found that has has really helped as you said right at the beginning as well as about those toxic relationships and all of that kind of thing I actually you just begin to care less about the rubbish and you begin to like both of you exact same thing that you're both saying you're you're beginning to appreciate and love life in so many different ways and life has so much to offer and I know sometimes when somebody's going through it and they've got the brain fog and they're just like anxious mm. and then they're listening to us going well <laughs> what are you talking about <laughs> but actually if you if you can get the support and help that you need and I think that's key isn't it getting yeah. that support and that yeah. help and reaching out to a community whether it be yourselves you know so whether somebody reaches out to you which I'm going to ask you how people can get in touch in a minute mm-hmm. or whether they um you know reach out to me or any of our guests and 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 or or somebody near them and, and talks about it once you start to put things into place actually life and again I'm going to say it but touch with life's pretty good I mean you know I'm really happy where I am I never I've never felt happier I'm fitter stronger I know every time I get an ache or a pain I go oh my god it's menopause and age and actually I've stopped saying that because I just think I look at my daughters uh, you know and they get aches and pains and they've got stiff muscles and they have off days and that's not menopause so you know I've actually stopped blaming everything in life on menopause um, yeah it's, it's liberating the menopause is a liberating time in your yes, life totally. once you once you go you go through the dips and you go through the highs but once it starts to slightly level off it nearly never fully does no but it's liberating it's yeah. liberating it's, it's a bit of a rebirth it's, it's a second puberty we call it as yes. well isn't it yeah yeah, yeah. totally yeah. totally Oh gosh, it's been so lovely chatting to both of you. It really, really has, and and so informative actually as well. And it's lovely to hear what you're doing, um, and how you're working, what work you're doing as well to really bring about change. Um, but Jinty and Lou, if anybody wants to get in touch with you um, or wants to find out more about you, I really would recommend everyone listen to the podcast. I would say that for sure, <laughs> and follow on Instagram because I have to say I do have a chuckle, and it's and you know when you do, <laughs> and I just love the way you bounce off each other. It's so lovely. But how can people find you? Thank you, Mira, and and also just before before that, we we'd love love it if you could come on our podcast next, so we can oh. so we can carry on this. Conversation 
conversation. Yeah, that, would be, that would be absolutely wonderful. Oh, I'd um, love to. Thank you good. so much. Good. Um, so our podcast is called Womenkind Collective. So if you put it in, it's women with an E, not woman kind. Yeah. Um, yeah. Otherwise it would come up. So Womenkind Collective podcast. Our Instagram is also Woman Collective, one word. Mm-hmm. Um, our Facebook is the same. Yeah. Um, if you want to get in touch with us about our menopause clinic for Devon and sign the petition, um, it's on change.org and you'll find it under menopause clinic for Devon. We also have a website uh, called menopauseclinicfordevon.co.uk where if you don't have a um, menopause clinic in your county, we've got template letters that you can send to your CCG or your MP um, and you can try and get a little campaign or something um, oh, brilliant. Brilliant. going there. We also have an email um which is lou i'm looking at lou women, menopause. oh no yeah. i was going to say the womenkind yeah, collective is. at gmail.com yeah. and we've got a youtube channel womenkind collective so we've got it we've put on every platform we've covered all bases Mira. you'll be sick of us <laughs> <No>. <laughs> you probably will be <laughs> it's absolutely fantastic that's so good and really helpful about the um about the template as well because i think that will be i think there's probably not a lot of people that would know where to start. So that's a really, really good, good, I think I'm going to have a look at that as well and have a look yeah, at that. Have a look. And we don't mind, you know, helping any, anyone. We're, we're hoping Brilliant. we've got a little bit more coming um, along alongside helping, trying to help other counties uh, very soon. So, Fantastic. Yeah. Fantastic. Ginty and Lou, thank you so much for being, for joining me today. It's been such a pleasure. Oh, we've enjoyed thank it. You, thank Mira. you, Mira. We'll, we'll uh, speak to you next time. Yes. thank you so much for listening in if you have any questions about our don't pause for menopause course our products or need some advice in general please just send us a message and we would be glad to help you can find us on instagram at mirrors made from scratch on facebook at mirrors mfs and our website mirrors made from scratch.co.uk